So I get up in the morning and I just I the brief is just to kind of make myself dance. So I, and I don't write specifically for the nights or for myself or anything. I just write what's uh, and I, I usually just start with an idea. Um, it's always good to start with just like a rhythm or a, a chord progression or a melody or something like that. Uh, and but that's that's why the brief is to make myself dance because. I'm up early, you know, sometimes before the sun is up and I'm making music and uh, and that's how I get into that flow state by getting my energy levels up and I'm circulating and I'm grooving and I'm moving and that's the flow state. So that's that's how I'm trying to access that um, centered flow state, yeah. Beautiful. And do you actually get up and dance? No, I, I just sit on my chair and I bop. You're bop <laughs> Yeah, or yeah. I get some chills sometimes. Yesterday I got some chills and I was like, oh, I know that's good. Yep. I <laughs> went there when you give yourself shivers. G'day, Farothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward center. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers, to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped, and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. Howdy, frothers. It's cracking. This episode's pretty sweet. I was just listening to it back and um, far out. I actually say it in the podcast, but it's it's kind of like when you are hanging out with musicians, your life just becomes cooler. Um, as a teenager, I used to hang out with a lot of musicians and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But I feel like through my 20s, I didn't hang out with any. And then... Um, Early 30s, a couple of DJs, it's a couple of DJs, but um, yeah, Rob Campbell, who I'm talking to on this episode, uh, actually was my music teacher for a little while, but yeah, hanging out with him, hanging out with Billy Otto, who was an inspiration for this podcast and actually created the beautiful music for the intro. Um, Tayoski, uh, yeah, it's just been rad to hear their perspectives and Rob touches on this in this episode around how he's so inquisitive around how people express their art Uh, and I guess that's a good question to ask yourself how are you expressing your art and you might think and I've said this to myself at different times that I don't really feel like I'm I've found my art Um, and I'm still scratching the surface on that one but this would probably be a really great episode for anyone who's searching for their art or anyone who is totally like immersed in their art and just wants to hear from a a fellow artist, legend. I intro Rob about what he does, but this real, really this episode, I guess, is, um, is all around going deep on other people's art and who inspires Rob to be a musician, to be a teacher, to be an entrepreneur, cafe owner, to trailblaze his own path and create music that's new and draws still draws on inspiration from the past and all the bangers and all the the epic experiences that that rob's had uh and will continue to have and so yeah this is such a frothy episode topics such as hyper realism jump up we also drop in a few few tracks one by the knights which is rob's band 
and um, one by an absolute banger that he heard, uh, which is Stuck With Him by Elkie Klein. And yeah, I've actually written a bunch of quotes and I won't say them because they'll ruin the episode. But yeah, Rob, Rob's got a lot of wisdom and um, we talk about, you know, wise figures such as Alan Watts and the Dalai Lama and how, pl- how Rob plans to ignore the Dalai Lama when he meets him. So that's an interesting one to look out for. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty cruisy. I'm feeling frothy and cruisy at the same time. It's a little bit of a duality frothing and calm this is a frothy episode get amongst it i'm actually getting a bit of reverb while i'm recording this so i feel like i'm in a, in a recording booth and i'm like a famous radio presenter maybe one day who knows like alan watts so uh yeah check this out love it like it feel free to do all the subscription stuff that you would normally do if you are frothing on a podcast even if you just think it's pretty good give it a like and a share uh because that would be super helpful to me but yeah without further ado get into it rob campbell from the Knights, from something for Jess Cafe, from just being a fucking legend, here he is. G'day Frothers, welcome to another episode of Finding the Frothers. I've got an old dear friend here who is an ultimate frother. I always say that um, surfers and musicians are probably the biggest frothers in the world uh, and, it's, and uh, it's very clear and evident with my buddy Rob Campbell. Welcome to Finding the Frothers, mate. How you doing, guys? Dude, so um, just to give a quick introduction, you um, are in an electronic band called The Knights, which are, are absolutely ripping at the moment. Someone said you guys are the darlings of the, or the young darlings of the Aussie electronica scene. Um, is that the right quote or a bugger it? Uh, that's one way to put it, but yeah, um, <laughs> probably a little bit darker than Darlings. Yeah, maybe I got, maybe I fucked it up. I swear I read that somewhere, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely like brooding, like powerful beats that uh, really inspire me. And like, and we were just listening to a new track that could potentially come out down the line, and um, really bring bringing sort of like new age and nostalgia together at the same time. Um, and you're also uh, an entrepreneur and and run a cafe here in Sydney as well, uh, with your beautiful partner, Vale. Uh, so you've got a lot going on and you need to keep the froth levels high <laughs> with all those things going on, mate. Um, but what's got you absolutely frothing at the moment? Uh, I've set some new habits for this year. It's probably just because it's the end of the, yeah. uh, you know, it's a new year. No, I w- it wasn't a resolution, but it's easier to make these kind of habits. But um, yeah, I've got some really good habits going on in the m- right now. I'm getting up really early. And doing music for myself in the morning then i work during the day and then i cut i cut the day i I make sure i stop the day and finish with some exercise so that stops me just like working till 9 p.m and feeling fried and things like that Uh, and it also means in the morning i get that kind of natural satisfaction from doing something that i want to do i don't just wake up and get straight in to work yeah that's that's probably the best thing about january for me right now january yeah and what about um your music has got you absolutely frothing at the moment so i'm doing lots of music so i get up in the morning and i just the brief is just to kind of make myself dance so and i don't write specifically for the nights or for myself or anything i'll just write what's uh, and I, i usually just start with an idea um, it's always good to start with just like a rhythm or a, a chord progression or a melody or something like that. And, um, and the goal, just setting like a really abstract um, goal. Uh, I've set a few of those uh, under time constraints um, for this year. 
Um, and so one of them is to just write an idea per week. So one idea per week. And just every morning get up and work on that idea uh, and flesh it out as much as possible and just, yeah, see, see how far it can go. And um, so at the end of the year, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably have 30 uh, ideas or something like that. Uh, and from that, I'll probably have 10 good maybe tracks that I've finished. I don't know. It's, 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 um, it's, it's arbitrary, mm-hmm. but it's, I found last year I wasn't doing much writing for myself. So it's a way to just kind of make it happen. Um, instead of waiting uh, or trying, like there's just no other time in my life to, to do that kind of writing. Dude, your brief is the best brief I've ever heard. Make myself dance. Yeah. Is that something? Yeah. Is that something you've picked up from a mentor, or is that something you've just created for yourself? Well, yeah. So getting up in the morning, I'm getting up at five thirty or six. I'm um, doing two hours of music. So, and I'm used to get up at seven last mm-hmm. year. Uh, and I, throughout my whole life, I've tried to get less sleep and get up early and get shit done. And I just haven't been able to access it. And something's changed this year. I don't know what. I'm just. I think it's because I'm getting out of bed with like something to, that's important to me to do right now. And I know that if I don't do it right now, I actually don't do it all day mm-hmm. or I don't do it the next day or all these kind of things. Yep. So, and we actually, um, I've been getting into yoga as well. And I've always been trying to access meditation as well. Um, but I went, to the, I went to this festival and had a really good chat with this guy called Mark Someone. He's a bit of, a, bit of a yogi. We'll find him. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's not. He's got a little app called I Promise. Right. And it, is he is he meant to be like the gra- the grandfather of Australian yoga? Could be. Mark. It starts with L. La, la. Anyway, okay. um, did a little. Just had, sat through a seminar with him at this festival and did did a little yoga practice with him and finally uh, the way that he talked about this uh, style of breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, not not sh- not too sure of it. It's uh it's heavy through the n- it's all through the nose, um and out through the nose. Uh, I think maybe called pranayama. I'm just kind of starting to get into this whole yogi thing, um. But starting the day with half an hour of that to wake myself up, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then once I'm awake, it's like, um, to keep my kind of energy levels up. It's like, this is just just what I'm really passionate about right now as well. I've gone through lots of stages of music and stuff from Nick Cave to Phoenix to everything and right now i'm just really into dance music and that's mm-hmm. and that and uh, the feeling that can associate with that and yep. yeah on on that topic uh you were actually my music teacher for a little while and and yeah. basically any kind of i think you know kind of my vibe of music as well now and, and any any recommendations you give me um i'm pretty well set knowing that they're going to be a fucking ripping song um or i'm going to dig some part of it or some element to the music um so I'd say you're probably like my my musical anchor frother with Billy Otto, right. which is pretty rad. So that leads me to my next question: Who's an anchor frother in your life that you can go to for energy at any any point in time? I'd have to say a good friend of mine, Walter Flamenco. He's actually a bandmate of mine mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, really level-headed kind of guy, um, and really passionate about all the arts, mm-hmm. uh, just like me as well. And like music is how I express it, but um, nothing's more fascinating to me than learning uh, something about some other kind of art form, whether it's light or um, yeah, visual art or valets getting into rings right now. And I'm just starting to look at all rings in detail and they're beautiful, like mm-hmm. beautiful pieces of art and craftsmanship. But yeah, Walter's a good um, <clears throat> hyper-realist is a, is a term that we've kind of come across last year and actually from... Uh, 
The 50th Law, which is a book uh, written by Robert Greene on 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good things. There's actually some really good things to take away from it. Um, but I also read that in conjunction um, with another book um, last year. Uh, and it was basically saying the exact polar opposite of that. Right. So um, <laughs> Sometimes you need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really interesting because, you know, the 50 Cent Law is about how 50 Cent kind of like hustled his way to the top but had some really good um, good insight there. Uh, and then, but could also be a bit manipulative and he's playing the game. Right? Yeah, right. Um, and, and that's you got to do that to some extent these days. But then the other book was a little bit more in touch with... Um, being mindful and being a good person rather than trying to be successful, these kind of things. But uh, the the takeaway was hyper-realism. Mm-hmm. So uh, just being honest with yourself about anything, uh, even whether it's your relationship or uh, any of your relationship or your future or your career or, like, are you happy? All these things. Like, the only person you're hurting by not being a hyper-realist is yourself. Uh, and it's only going to kind of delay that. So... That's a key thing that we kind of developed last year. Um, and, yeah, I'm just getting better and better at doing that as I get older um, because time is getting you know, more and more precious and, and big things are coming. So, it's yeah, you're only joking yourself if, you, if you're, like, I don't know, not, not doing something seriously or yeah. as a hyper-realist. It also comes, it's a concept, I don't think he uses the word, but Ray... Uh, Dalio, Dalio, yeah, Dalio, yeah, yeah. That investor guy with the life principles book mm-hmm. um, says, yeah, the most important thing is truth, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and it's just, it is so effing true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like if we're not talking about the truth, then like we're just we're dancing, we're dancing some game here, and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. So um, yeah, Walter's someone I can turn to and have a really frank and you know, unemotional topic even about things which are close to home to both of us so mm-hmm. it's good to give me perspective beautiful yeah i've only met walter briefly and uh, he seems like a real chill legend of a dude so yeah. um shout out to walter out there mate um now being a musician mate this is probably going to be a tough question for you to answer but what is a track that you're absolutely frothing on at the moment yeah i thought about this in the car on the way over i was listening to a few things that i'm really into right now um but just just in the moment, right now, mm-hmm. has to be Elke Klein, um, and it's yeah, it's a German track name. Yep. Uh, and I, I can't actually remember it off the top of my head. That's right. We will I'll, get I'll, it. I'll, I'll bring it up right now. The track is from 2017, and it's called Die Order van die Nacht. And, ah, right. uh, yeah, it's a, it's just a, it's actually quite simple, but it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it makes me dance. Yeah. And, yeah. and we heard it on. Uh, Beautiful. Oh, it's like um, I was having a concept and chatting about the fact that nostalgia is a drug the other day, and that yeah. like if you hear a song and it's aligned to a moment, uh, it's so much more powerful than if you just it's just another song. Oh, um, yeah. And New Year's Eve bangers are like are such a, a powerful thing to drop into flow as well and froth. Uh, mate, your network. Who is someone just on the outside? I would call boundary frother who you'd love to bring into your inner circle and why. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so you can take that like like r- really just on the outside of my circle or I could take that like a little bit further out. So musically, it would be um, uh, yeah, people from uh, Book of Shade, Dusky or Bicep. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, we're kind of you know in talks via f- 
friends of management and things like this and artists on biceps label have done remixes for us and they're just huge um huge idols of mine so getting to meet them or do anything and just have a chat about music production whatever emotion uh would be uh, insane but then actually the person who showed me this song and the way that we kind of got into this was um at new year's eve there was this uh there was this cacao tent called sacred it's this new mm-hmm. um a vegan business that's coming up <clears throat> uh, they're at the vegan markets uh, once a month in sydney which are really good and, uh, and they're also selling wholesale anyway we ended up just meeting these absolute legends the guy who whose business it is with his partner and also this yogi there um johnny so uh these people have like they're just on the outsides and they're yeah they're, you know they're they're, all, they're the right kind of mindset there, mm-hmm. you know? um uh where i think yeah not, not johnny but everyone else is vegan as well so there's those you know we're thinking about our every decision that we make um and johnny's this insane yogi um just good energy good soul and funny funny little larrikin and uh and yeah the guys from sacred dan was uh, played this and really actually kind of got me into this artist and there's some couple other classic tracks from this lp klein dude really euphoric major key really like happy and yeah, spinning those that are um at around midnight on new year's eve everyone just kind of came together under this tent and so yeah so these are some people that with the i think they got their heads switched on in the right kind of way and good souls good energy yeah yeah it'd be cool group flow mate i'm getting like goosebumps just talking about group flow via music just because it, it brings back a flood of memories there's one thing that you just mentioned which i want to pull out a little bit which was uh when you're talking about who you wanted to meet uh on the periphery you said you know talk music you know all the standard things that you'd think but you said emotion as well and i think you more than anyone know that how important emotion is in music and mm. a way to connect with other musicians is to talk about emotion and the if you can connect on an emotional level like what are you feeling when you listen to music and that resonates with another musician or that was what they were trying to get you to feel that's like that's the gold dust there i feel like um could you elaborate on that (laughs) yeah so well that's that's the end game really that's yeah music is uh is emotion at the end of the day uh to dance with time and tension and release but at the end of the day the the musician is really trying to make you, or the composer is trying to make you feel something. Um, and so you can't really, you know, get to know a musician or get to know um, your, your idols or things like that without kind of talking about this topic. Like, um, And, yeah, there's a lot more to dance music than uh, once you start to dive deeper into it than uh, just, what you know, throwing your hands up in the sky. Mm. But uh, emotion is a big part of, of what brings me to music. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm a massive dance music fan. I don't think I appreciated it as much when I was in my early 20s as to what it was actually doing in terms of connection and, and the mm. feels and stuff. Um, but it, it actually leads me to a point is, is kind of like if, you were, if you're going to reach out to someone, is there any, is there any sort of process or um, like let's take you to a scenario where we're at a live venue, oh, yeah, a live yeah, gig. And so um, how would you approach... A musician that you really admired um so usually if maybe we've been playing with them before or something i just start start the, a normal conversation uh in in just talking genuinely about something that i really liked that they did or uh, if i saw them play i'd be like oh that was great you know where 
why I started talking to these sacred guys was just like, man, what song is that? Mm. You know, and he's like, this is Elkie <laughs> Klein. And it was funny. And I was like, okay, great, great. And then, uh, and the next day, um, well, I actually asked that the next day and everyone behind the bar laughed because they were like, man, how many people have been asking you about that one song that you played? <laughs> and then the next night we were there again and uh, he played another song and I went up, I was like, what is this song? And he's like, it's Elkie Klein again. So, you know, that kind of just started a, a, um, a talking point. Mm-hmm. But just being honest and genuine and um, like I said, I'm, I'm terrible at networking, but um, <clears throat> just working up the courage to to go and just like, hey, like great work, love your stuff. Like one time I got to meet um, Kelly from Block Party mm-hmm. and I've got a Block Party tattoo and they were probably the most influential band of my uh, teenage years. Uh, and I didn't do good at all in that situation. I was I was just like, hi. Mm. <laughs> and uh, like we were playing at the same festival and uh, and that was about it. That one, and I was just like a yeah, a little sheep in the, in the headlights. It's, to- it's totally it's fine, good to say anything. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. I had that one of those moments the other day when I was at a tech conference and I didn't even give a fucking shit about this guy. Like, oh, that's a bit that's a bit mean, but like I <laughs> that's the first time I'd heard him talk and I was like, Oh, this guy's super interesting, I'd really like to talk to him. And, and normally, like, if it's someone I, I look up to, like a, a mm. Kelly for you, um, that's when I'll feel a bit awkward. But for some reason, I just couldn't get my words out. I don't know yeah. what, or maybe it was the energy of the dude. Um, and he basically slammed, slammed my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it was compounded. No, it was probably because the confidence wasn't there. But yeah. um, what the good thing that you can take out of that is just like, well... Everyone yeah, has the problem. Everyone has the fucking problem. And then, mm. But then you go like, well, maybe it was my entry point. What was it? Like, what, what was my intention? For, for connecting with them at that time. And it, it was probably like... A bit usy. Well, well, look, maybe not usy, but like you just wanted to be a fan. Yeah. Um, but maybe if you, you... when you This is what I've sort of come across. Like maybe when you come across from like, oh, I reckon we genuinely could do something beautiful in the world together. Mm. And I feel like you, you could do that with your music and, and having fucking block parties like just epic, right? But yeah. um, when you come at it from that perspective, but not in the sense that you want something yeah. but just something that you've got an intention that like oh i feel like somewhere down the line whether it's you know next week next year 10 years from now um potentially we could be working together and and yeah you have the admiration but without being sort of the fanboy i think it's yeah, yeah. i think that naturally arises in music when you're sh- when you're listening you know maybe um after after all the gigs and you're listening to each other's music and you're having a few drinks and things like that and that's when you can really see if someone else is vibing on your stuff and if you're vibing on theirs and then the conversation is supernatural it's mm. like oh yeah let's totally like you know, talking to a singer or something like that um yeah i would love to get in the studio and, and see what comes of it mate that's awesome yeah i love that yeah musicians are so cool i wish i was a musician um <laughs> <laughs> mate someone who has uh been really influential on in you in your life and has passed away who would you give a shout out to i'm very lucky um not too many people have passed away in my family or um, close friends. So I'm very, very lucky in that situation. I do have a, a lot of people that I've learned a lot through, um, but it is a bit more from reading and going and mm. going back and a little bit more on that um, philosophical or existential standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to say Alan Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get into him through... I probably first heard his voice on some YouTube overlay of, you know, what, why, why money's bad or something like that. But um, a friend of mine, Alex McFall, we were hanging out and told me about uh, uh, Alan Watts after I'd kind of like 
grazed the surface of him. And he's got this book called The Book, mm. which is what Alan Watts wrote that he would give to his son. Or It's a book that any parent can slip under the, the pillow of their child when they're kind of coming of age and, and kind of just um, uh, calls the... I wouldn't say calls the world for what it is, but it, it draw, he's a big uh, drawing on uh, Eastern philosophies. Mm-hmm. So bringing that into the West, he was one of the first and most um, popular popular people to do that. But it's a really eye-opening book about mm-hmm. some of the dualities in life and, um, and just really gets you thinking about your own choices and uh, philosophies and ethics and all these kind of things. So he's been... And that book specifically, that book is like incredibly eye-opening. There's an hour like audio book um, summary of it on YouTube, which you can just listen to while I was driving. And that's how I first heard it. And I had to pull the car over at, when it was getting towards the end because it was kind of climaxing. And I was like, this guy is just um, blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, like, I just had to pull the car over and be like, wow, like, wow. So then I went and read the book and the book's even better than that. And, uh, but he's actually got a lot of online talks as well because he mm-hmm. was he studied a lot. Um, uh, it, uh, what is it? Um, he studied most religions and then went and worked in a, uh, actually as a priest. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he went and ran a radio show in like Northern America somewhere, and they record they've recorded all of it. So he's got all these amazing talks online. Um, and yeah, he's just just a you know a classic kind of funny light-hearted dude but kind of sees the world for what it is and at the end of the day when you get to the end of the book or you know you, you reach this moment of like a smallest amount of enlightenment you know that's really all he sums it up he's like okay so now that you've got this knowledge what are you meant to do and you, you still got to play the game of life but mm-hmm. you can just take it a little bit lighter and have a laugh and and see see it for what it is yeah so absolute alan frother alan watson absolute frother he comes up so often uh, people yeah, reference him because yeah. oh, he's just there's so many amazing quotes and yeah. man I didn't know he did that radio show um, yeah. so one oh, something I always uh, like always want to ask usually forget uh, good podcast hosts um, is, to, is how do you access them so I'll get those those like that link to all these recordings because I'd love to bang out a few Alan Watts uh, sessions mate uh, hero frothers we were discussing this before Take me to the first 15 minutes with the ultimate person in the world today and what are you asking them and where are you? Okay, so bouncing off Alan Watts, um, I thought about this one before. Like I said, I'm a terrible networker, so <laughs> I don't have anyone that I'm just like, oh my God, you're like killing it right now. But uh, I have to just go to the Dalai Lama mm-hmm. and I've watched a few of his like talks and things like that and he's incredibly funny and light, um, but also you know, wise. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we'd just shoot the shit and uh, a few things would come up out of that quite naturally, but it would be a, a conversation full of laughs. I'd probably ask him about my future plans and get his opinion on them. Uh, and then I'd probably ignore that, as most people do. They ignore good advice and then mm-hmm. just keep doing whatever they want to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but at least it'll be a good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it'll be a frothy conversation. That's totally right. I think sometimes I even get a bit overwhelmed when I'm like, I went on a road trip and I listened to like five podcasts in a row. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, oh, do I need to take all this shit as gospel? It's like, mm. nah, fuck that. Just uh, even if it's from the Dalai Lama, just pick out the bits that, that like you resonate with and what are going to serve you and then and go from there. So I think that's a really valuable 
really valuable comment. I don't know if you're really going there with the, exactly that, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, taking, uh, yeah, taking what you can from a, a point, maybe it's 5%, and, mm. and building that into your routine or your life is, 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 I think, how we make and figure out what's right for us. Mm. But um, <clears throat> one thing I was referring to is actually a point I always find hilarious that um, people really need to learn the lessons for themselves. They need to feel the consequences before they internalize their actions and the consequences and go, actually, you know, I'm not going to have that beer, mm-hmm. those 10 beers or whatever, um, because it relates results to this. Um, so even if you have a, like a very simple or complicated problem and you go to someone who has the simple or complicated answer and they tell you the perfect solution to it, you will likely ignore that solution, uh, go through the go through the easy way because the easiest way is always the best way mm-hmm. not but yeah that's what you choose. <laughs> that's what you think yeah and then you go through it and then you feel the consequences and then you and then you understand what they said you go ah that's why they said that mm. so then you've learned that lesson and then you can then you actually don't repeat that mistake again but until you learn each lesson i almost physically it's very i find it very hard to actually heed someone's advice even that's what I'm saying. Even someone probably as wise as the Dalai Lama, he'd yeah. be like, "Don't give up on music and and follow your passion and you know throw it all to the wind." And I'd be like, "Yes, Dalai Lama." And then the next day I'd go away and I'd I don't know I'd go back to my job. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I'd be like, or I'd be like, oh, I need to get I need more money for something. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's the, like I love these conversations. Um, you've just beautifully articulated something that just happened to me yesterday a guy sent me a message on linkedin to give me a massive thanks for shifting his relationship with alcohol and his story was i downloaded your app didn't really work for me but i was i did take on the message and i stopped using it because it just wasn't doing it but upon reflection at the end of the year the message and the shift has uh completely changed my relationship with alcohol and i'm so much better for it thank you so much dude and that's like the most beautiful message I can get. But at the same time, business me is like, fuck you, man, buy my products. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you're like, but you got it. You got, I've got, and what I've got to understand and keep reminding myself is go back to the mission. What, am I, what did I start this for? It's to yeah. help people. Um, yeah. There will be people out there who, who need the products. This yeah. dude didn't. Uh, he went the easy route. Um, you know, it but he made, he made, it took him a year. And he, he, but, but now he's fucking killing it. And like, yeah. I'm frothing on that, so I'm yeah. stoked. So whatever, if it's a result. Bank account doesn't yeah. doesn't smile, but whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, so does. I'll be stealing the way that yeah, the soul does. The soul smiles. Yeah, beautiful. So much beauty coming from this conversation, dude. Um, if you could, being a phenomenal music teacher that you are, but it doesn't have to be specifically about music. If you could condense your worldly gifts into one workshop, what would it be? Ah, uh, it doesn't have to be about music. Can be about anything in the world. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, okay. Um, a little bit off the top of the head. I've always had this idea that, um, for people, I used to be an accountant and I studied an accounting degree and I got a double degree in business and commerce and it's coming quite helpful with the cafe and things like that. But I did it because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then only at literally, I mean, this is just my stupidity, but only at the end of that four year degree, did I really truly understand what an accountant did when I was sitting at a desk at an internship being an accountant and I was like, right, okay. Um, So I've always had this idea about 
I always think life is um, whatever you whatever you make of it. I, especially in in modern Western worlds, like um, we just already won the jackpot by being white and Western. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you work hard enough, or actually want something enough, or care about something enough, you can make whoever you see in that mirror. You can actually change and make it who you want to be. So that's what I've always thought, and that's what the that's what the workshop would be on. Um, anything's possible. Like any skill is possible. You just gotta actually put the time in. Any um, any any job, any any you know whether you want to lose weight or all these kind of things, or it's all possible if you just gotta do the work. Mm. And that's that's the hard part, but that's also the inspiring part. Yeah. Amazing, dude. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, we are white Western. We we have won the, the jackpot. Um, but on that point, I, I was just listening to Triple J this morning, and there's a guy, a refugee, on Manus Island. He's been there for five five or six years. Um, apparently, very like a literary genius, and he he was WhatsApping. He WhatsApped a book out of the detention center, out of the refugee camp, and he's just won like two huge literary awards. So he's just been given 125 grand from Australia, oh who from and the irony is from the country that's detaining him and not letting him out. They've just given him this huge award and oh my um, God. and that's the story of you know he's looking into the mirror going, well this is fucked, but what I can do is yeah. use my skills um, to get this story out and who knows maybe that book will be the catalyst to sort of sort all this fucking shit out that's going on and. Um, so yeah, and, and anything is possible, dude. I like that. I... Yeah, and one more point about that, because um, there was two things. Anything's possible, but to actually, and anything take, it, all you need is to just, you know, if you want to sing like Kings of Leon, just take some singing lessons, start doing it, like tune into that and do it every day. Mm-hmm. But um, take the first step, because that's the hardest thing. And until you take that first step, you never know whether that career or that task or that skill is actually what you enjoy or right for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned from this accounting experience. Uh, and then so after that, I just started taking steps in multiple directions until I kind of found music and, and business. Um, so that's, yeah, the topic would be on look in the mirror, who do you want to see, and then take a step. And then if it's graphic design or whatever, and you're like, actually this world sucks, then sweet, you've only taken one step. Maybe it's taken you a year. Um, don't go study something for four years and then take that step. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I want to, that's what I've always thought about bringing to the world in a bit more of an institutionalized way so that people coming out of schools could get, um, and I know there's already places doing this and countries doing it better than Australia as well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, there's so many, uh, especially in 2005 when I graduated compared to now, there was, you know, I got I got a book with like lawyer, accountant, biochemist. You know, um, but there's so many more jobs out there, and it's all just about taking that step. And I mean, you're a perfect example. <laughs> Thanks, man. I think um I think there's a there's a fucking cracking song in there as well about taking the first step. Yeah. I'm sure, a lot of people have sung about it, but you could maybe do the 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 electric version where we got you know people. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a, a famous electronic dance not the running man or something mate. you know what i mean take it all different steps mc hammer MC Hammer, yeah mc hammer dude um what is the best way for people to connect with you to hear music and to froth out with a bit of rob campbell uh to hear the music the best way is through spotify just type the knights we're the first artist um avici's killed our seo with his song <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah rip 
Poor guy. Um, so, yeah, The Night is on Spotify. That's probably the best way. And like I said, I'm terrible on social media. So you probably just have to meet me. Uh, and I'm, I'm more than friendly and yeah. give out my number and stuff like that. Yeah. Fully. If you're, in, if you're in the Sydney area, drop into something for Jess and hang with Rob and Vale as well because they're just beautiful humans and uh, radical to hang around. Every time I hang out with them, I, I definitely feel the froth and, and walk away better for it. And as usual, mate, I always love to connect a frother with a frother. Uh, I haven't met this dude yet, but he I've just been introduced to his program and I'm going to meet him in March. His name's Dan Clark and he's got a company called Brain.fm and I've spoken to you at length about flow states and dropping into flow and so his program is basically an audio um, tool. So depending on what you want to do, uh, focus, sleep, meditate, um, it uses uh, cutting edge technology to bring you the music that can drop you into flow to flow yeah. states um, or, you know, depending on what, yeah, what you're trying to get out of it. Uh, and I feel like that this market is going to fucking explode and I feel like your music is is amazing already and I feel like there could be some, you know, cross collaborations yeah, or, good. yeah, and I'd really love to explore this auditory journey stuff, even like trying to get into a podcast. It's, I don't know. I like, I'm, yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah, I just want to open up this door and just see, see what you guys might be able to collaborate on together. So, yeah, I'll, I'll hook great, you up. Man. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. It sounds well, well interesting. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I've got so much out of this conversation. I hope you've got a bit of froth levels leading into your session with the boys coming up. But um, yeah, thanks a lot, dude. Easy, man. Thank you. It's exciting. You! Quick one, guys. To keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally, this episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout-out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now.